0: to the show everybody bravo zulu episode number 63 today we got an old shipmate a chief a senior chief that uh mentored me when i was a young buck you know he posted something on his facebook that really caught my attention that um that we're going to talk about for the next hour so i ain't gonna ruin it for you and uh you know don't forget if you're finding this valuable if you're enjoying it go ahead you know hit the hit the little share button and drop it in somebody's lap for them let them enjoy your Tuesday drive uh, to work or to wherever you're going. Let them enjoy it, too, right? Don't be stingy. Sharing is caring, all right? Uh, drop by the Facebook page. Join in on the conversations there. Check out the YouTube. We're going to be doing more and more on the YouTube as, as things develop. But, um, you know, biggest thing you can help us do is just share it with a friend. All right, y'all. Enjoy the next episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Bravo Zulu podcast. Today we have a uh, longtime old shipmate from back in the Russell days, Kelvin. Uh, me and Kelvin were stationed together, two thousand eight, two thousand eleven, uh, on the Russell. Uh, at the time, he was a chief. At the time, I was the LS Sk Two. And uh, I really looked up to him. You know, it was was a great tour there. And he's one of the chiefs out of many chiefs that were on board there that really uh, looked out for the sailors, were relatable to the sailors and that, uh, you know, did his leadership thing as a chief. From there, that's all I'm going to tell you. I'll kick it over. Kelvin, if you want to give any more particulars, go ahead. If not, we'll get into this discussion.
1: No, hey, you know, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a crazy time uh, out there on the wrestle. Uh, now I'm a warrant officer. Um, so uh, and I'm not saying that for any big ups or anything, but just kind of I think that'll kind of play a part in this conversation as we talk about uh, the different aspects of, of career. Yeah. So let's get to it. Appreciate you having me on.
0: All right, thanks. Appreciate being here. Hey, everyone, if you're hearing double echo on me, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know what's going on today with the audio, but it seems like every time the bugs uh, be catching themselves in the wires every different day. So, anyways, Kelvin, you had a post that you posted up on the book face. Um, talking about uh, uh, would you? It says, would you rather sacrifice until you are sixty to ensure you are financially able to retire and never have to work again? allowing yourself the ability to fully enjoy your golden years, or would you rather fully enjoy your life at a younger age, knowing that, all you, that, knowing that you might still need to work in your golden years, however you created memories and experiences while going through life? Yeah, and you had some people, 53 comments, you know, jump in there with, I'm sure, varying levels of opinion. And I think the easiest opinion to give is, uh, well, you got to keep it balanced right of course and that that's an easy to me that's an easy opinion it's also the right one but it's easy and as most things in life and especially the life we live of you know career sailors it's much easier said than done so and
1: that's that's the thing i think a big part of that is um because like you said the 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 right answer is hey you should be 50 50 you know, live for today, plan for tomorrow. But I would say that everybody is on different scales with that, right? Some people are 100% live for today um, and, and not putting really anything uh, to the side for tomorrow. Some people are the opposite; they're not doing anything today. And I, I know people on on all different parts of that scale. Where I got people that like, we hey, let's go do this, let's go do that, um, and no, hey, I'm saving, I'm saving. Um, so they can enjoy their retirement. That's really what the question was. Um, as I, as we get closer to retirement, I think this becomes a big question of of how much do I sacrifice uh, the fun I want to have today to make sure that I can actually retire, retire at some point in time in my life.
0: Do you think it's a big difference for a military who have the opportunity to retire once at a relatively young age? Right, anywhere between. Let's say you know, out of high school kind of person, right? 39 to 40, you know, doing the straight 20 years into someone, you know, a little bit, you know, did some college or something, did 30 years, you know, service up into the 50s, late 50s, you know what I mean? Um, do you think it is an advantage where, I mean, it, like, kind of obviously is, right? You retire once you have a, a pension coming in, rarely do you get that anywhere else nowadays. But your golden years could start earlier. Like you can, you can save up and do all that, and your golden years start earlier in life to to enjoy that.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. So the, the obvious major advantage we have is navy retirement. You know, if you're doing a high three, um, you're gonna check the rest of your life. So no matter what, no matter what it is I do, uh, no matter what it is any retiree does after they get out, you know, hey, I have a check coming in. I think it's just on the first I ever retired yet. Um, but I have a check coming in every first of the month, no matter what. So that that allows us to maybe take a little bit more risk younger, right? Enjoy maybe uh, and not have to put away as much money younger um, as, as maybe some other industries. Um, so we can maybe enjoy our money um, and our time a little bit more when we're younger um, than maybe somebody else in, in a civilian industry.
0: And, and naturally, we're going to Get the experiences, maybe not all the experiences we want, right? But we go get some sure. experiences, you know, of the underway and stuff. I think a lot of times when we're having this conversation, um, especially in the military, we fail to realize, especially those that have families, right? Especially uh, young sailors. I mean, I mean, you have kids that are now grown up, right? So I'm, I'm saying you probably had some, some kids while you was young, right? There's experiences, yes. yeah. There's experiences that. Uh, you're missing out on that are not happening while you're doing the sailor life that you're, yet you're not being a part of. And sometimes you can't change that unless, you know, you have kids later. Right.
1: Yeah, man, that's, that's actually a dope concept. And that, that goes into a bigger conversation that I, and and, and thoughts that I've been having with myself, which is really, um, and, and I kind of title this, like, how do you define success? Um, and, and, and the reason I say that is, uh, you know, as, as, as I, I'm a warrant officer cw of CWO3, right? Um, but uh, as you talked about kids and family, right, I've missed out on gangs of family events and, and some of those things you can't get back, right? And a lot of that was chasing rank, right? Going to see, I've short-toured multiple times um, to try to chase rank. Um, and, and in the end, you know, when you get older, a little bit wiser, and you start to really think about your priorities, I realized that, hey, maybe... I would have been more successful and, you know, successful is obviously a relative term. I would have been more successful, um, in life, not maybe in the Navy, but in life, if I had given up some of those Navy opportunities to make sure that I was prioritizing my family, maybe I didn't take that sea tour that back to back sea tour or take that, uh, arduous duty, uh, because, I would prioritize my family. And, and again, that's a, that's that definition of success. What is what is success? Is success the CWO3? Or is it maybe even, let's just take it to this level, maybe the first class who's retiring, but was at all major events, was an active father, was an active husband? You know, who knows? And, and, and that's that's in the eye of the beholder. But that's something that I think as we get in this rat race of the Navy, this competition of the Navy, sometimes we put, even what we would maybe prioritize to decide, chasing rank.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I actually have a, a self, shameless, selfless plug here episode I did a little while back talking about that, about how do you judge success, you know. And in that, mm-hmm. one of the ways I, I talked about was time, right? Um, you have a fat bank account, you know, and bank does, you know, they say money don't make you happy, but it, it does pay the bills and, and gets nice things. All right, let's not front around here, okay? But, you know, if you have a, a bank account of time, like that movie, that, that Justin Timberlake movie, Time, or, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, right, and you have all the time in the world, you know, the, you're going to be doing pretty good, right? You have all the time in the world to do whatever you want. Um, you know, going with what we are saying, though, about the rat race and everything, it's it's the other side of it is, as you chase that rank, as you moving up, a lot of times, again, we forget that, well, with more of that rank, yes, more paycheck, yes, more accountability, more responsibility, but also more freedom of movement, right? More trust, yeah. right? And, Absolutely. And, yeah. And my boy, my boy Anthony, uh, he just did an episode, just one of the latest ones, right? He just talked about that, right? Talking about the officer versus enlisted. And when you go officer, there's an inherited trust. Chiefs, it's in the creed, right? There's an inherited trust. So you start getting more of that freedom of movement. So at what degree or, or point? as sailors and and enlisted and officer leadership, you know, like me and you, like when can we, when should we start realizing, Hey, I've, I've maybe gotten enough here, enough trust that allows me enough freedom of movement to bring balance to the saving for tomorrow, but living today.
1: And and that's a good question. And I, you know, the, the the bad part is I don't have an answer for it. Um, I think for every person, every situation, Every fi- family dynamic, career dynamic, um, you know that can change. I will tell you that I've probably done it wrong, right? I probably, I probably, and part of that is personality based, but I've probably continued to push and and, and, and prioritize in a lot of ways the Navy over other things in a way that I shouldn't have a. Um, so it's it's really that's an individual conversation that everybody needs to have with themselves, needs to have with their family trying to find that balance. And this goes back to even the saving, um, saving for tomorrow, but living for today. It's an individual conversation that everybody needs to be having. Um, and What I mean, individual, you know, with your family internally, with your, with your little trusted network of, Hey, how much fun are we going to have today? Because life is about experiences. If you ask me, life is about creating memories and, and uh, making sure your kids have a better childhood than you had. Yeah. But, you do need to keep an eye on tomorrow, right? It, I, I don't want to work until I'm, you know, getting ready to kick the bucket. I want to uh, enjoy my golden years as well.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, a lot of this podcast, like I was telling you, right, and you started listening, um, I, I always try to relate things to, like, it, it's military, right, in and out of the uniform. And and there's a lot of podcasts out there that that are good, great, not so good, that talk about military life but there's a big push on like whether it's leadership or very inside the uniform talk. Right. And, and man, that is just such a small part of our life, isn't it? Like, right. like we got this family that's at home that we're leaving that I don't feel that we talk about enough of how, mm. what, how, how we should be or how we could handle that dynamic better. And, you know, you say, yeah, your your kids have these experiences and your kids have lived, you know, all over the place and, and good things. And, you know, as I always hype my wife up on here, y'all know this, so don't get mad. Like, she comes from a military family, right? She's been a Navy child and a Navy spouse, Navy girlfriend, right. her whole damn life, great. right? At some point, she got to be tired of it. At some point, your kids got to be tired of it, right? Uh,
1: absolutely. So uh, it's because th- this is a, a great experience, but uh, I've, I've often said this. If at the end of my life, you know, I've passed and I'm gone and people are remembering my memory, if the best thing you can say about me is I was in the Navy and I achieved whatever rank, I probably did life wrong, right? If I'm not, if the best, the first things to your mind aren't, he was a nice guy, a great friend, a great father, a great husband then I'm doing life wrong the, mm. the Navy shouldn't be the defining thing in my life. And I'm not, obviously, you know, I'm sure this will, this will ruffle some feathers, but Good. at the end of the day, this is a job. This is, this is a job. This is not who, who, who you are. You, you know, you're not LSC more. That's not you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not Warren officer Jackson. That's not me. That's a part of what I do. That is a part of the profession and maybe it's given me opportunities and experiences that um, that I could, I would have never had any other way, but that shouldn't be the biggest, the biggest thing in my life. Um, that shouldn't be the thing that you remember about me when I passed is that I was a, a warrant officer or that you were a chief or, you know, CMC, master chief, CMC, whoever, whatever rank you achieved. If that's the biggest thing you did in your life, I, I again, I would say that. Uh, You've done life wrong.
0: Absolutely, and and, you know it's it's. What are we? I I think you got to split it when we say balance, right? That you have to bring balance to it. Us in the military, we have to bring balance to it, in the uniform, and outside of the uniform. In the uniform, we need to be saving, you know, living today right when, when we're out there on the deck plates doing our thing whatever whichever way you want you know catchy phrase you want to use but we got to be saving for tomorrow making sure our medical's up to date making sure we're getting checked out right making sure that our knees that are hurting knee and hurting backers in the record because they're about to be done with us no matter what all right we've already Absolutely. we've already trained our relief and the relief is there working next to us and they're just waiting for us to get out of their way all right hey, go ahead go ahead.
1: No, and this is, this is, this is deeper. So I don't know. And I think you had left the Russell before this. And again, I'm, this isn't, I'm not trying to, I don't want this to be your anti Navy podcast, but at the end of the day, the the reality of the situation is, Hey, I'm a CWO three. I'm a, I'm the commo on the USS Iwo Jima. If something happened to me, unfortunately, you know, uh, the, the USS Iwo Jima—they're still going to stand duty tomorrow. My guys still have to go to work on Monday. They're going to continue to move on, and it's those people that are in my circle that are really going to have to deal deal with the situation. I bring this up because on the Russell we had a we had a suicide, and I, I don't know if you were there for our, our string of suicides, no, um, but we I had one. Yeah. yeah, so so people who are on board with us during that time, I uh, can relate. We had a suicide, um, probably two, maybe a day or two days before the underway, and. Like clockwork, the Navy being the business, because the Navy at the end of the day is a business. The Navy being the business that it is, we got underway on time. Yeah. You know, with a guy, after a guy uh shot himself on the on the quarter deck, the ship still got underway on time. Um so that's where I say you have to keep life in perspective. You have to keep the Navy in perspective because the Navy is going to, is going to take, 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 take whatever it is you're willing to give. The Navy is going to take. I've, as I, as I said earlier, I've short tour twice. Um, both times I put in short tour paperwork. Um, I got a call back for my detailer that day, where you want to go, what ship you want to go to. Right when you ask something from the Navy again, sometimes maybe it doesn't, it doesn't happen that fast. Oh, the yeah. going to, yeah, the Navy's going to take the Navy's mm-hmm. going to take whatever. And now the Navy does inc- create exceptional opportunities that sometimes we don't take advantage of. Sometimes the sailors don't take advantage of, which is going to get deployments. They're going to get duty days. They're going to get, that stuff from you, because that's the business of the Navy. Um, And and that's not a knock to the Navy, because I think at the end of the day, they try to do the best that they can for families and the rest of your life, the rest of those things in your life. But the Navy is a business and they care about the bottom line, which is, you know, fortunately defending our nation. But what defending our nation ends up in telling is, hey, I may not be able to care for each person on the individual level because I have to care about mission. Mission is my priority.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I remember those suicides, and those are very unfortunate. And, and, you know, even though I wasn't there, uh, I, I knew two of them. I don't know if there was more than two, but I, I knew those sailors. You know, I'd partied with those sailors, and I still think about them and, and share stories about them with my sailors when we get into the mental health talks and everything like that. And and, and the business that the Navy in is in, and all branches, is the war business, right? And it doesn't matter. And it's just something that we're so out of touch with. You know, being in today's uh, uh, world, uh, you know the the world geography and economics of it all, right? And and the navy especially, where we, you know, just fly airplanes and shoot missiles, and, and it feels like we're just so far away. And all you gotta do is crack a crack a World War II history book, right, and see how the navy mm-hmm. was getting after it. And see how many ships were were sinking and and getting bombed and, you know, straight to the yards for repair and then get back out on deployment. And how many other ships were still out there? They didn't do a, you know, all hands stand down. You know, hey, hey, let's have a safety stand down. You know, we just lost some shipmates that got bombed. No, it's war, right? So, you know, you got to make sure that's at the forefront of your thought when, when you're doing this. And, again, so that sounds like it's not relatable to the main discussion here, but. It is, right, because it, well, it, you have to live today, right? You have to live today. You have to create the memories for today because when you get underway, you know, uh, God, I hope you're not thinking about suicide, you know, if you are, get some help. But we're on an industrial platform in the middle of the ocean, the most powerful object on earth, right? Accidents happen. Things happen, right? You never Absolutely. know what could happen. So as, as military— you need to live for today. And when you're out there, is your family taking care of for tomorrow? Cause you might not get and to that's, 20. That's really the grand topic, right? How, is, is it's not just live for today
1: financially, but in every way, right? Because, um, because really what we're talking about is prioritizing, um, prioritizing and in, in, in whatever way it is, uh, that you prioritize things, whether that be, Hey, and I don't know everybody's situation. Yep. Um, you know, whether that be, financial hey financial stability is a big deal to me family memories is a big deal to me uh maybe professional advancement is a big deal to, to to you it's it's about knowing understanding those priorities and making sure your moves the moves you're making are in line with your priorities um and then understanding the industry that we're in and and then moving within that industry to ensure that it aligns with your priorities. Like you said, like we talked about in the, in in the success topic, my success may not be determined based off of rank because maybe, maybe me being a warrant officer isn't the most important thing in my life. Again, maybe there is, I, I, I used to, I had a point in my career when, you know, somebody retires a first class and you kind of look like, you know, you kind of look like, man, they did something wrong. Oh, I wonder, did they get in trouble and I had to look at that different. Hey, this is somebody who still served honorably. And again, maybe they just didn't prioritize the things that I prioritized. and they prioritized making sure they were with their family. Maybe they, like I said, maybe they didn't take that back to back seat, or maybe they didn't take that arduous duty because they wanted to make sure that they were there while their wife was pregnant or while their kid was going through school or whatever the case may be. And again, we, we, sometimes a lot of us in the Navy tend to look at that person as, as, a failure, but again, they may be the most successful person in life. Um, just maybe not by, based off of their rank.
0: Absolutely. Right. In life, not just in the military. I feel, and I, this is, this is a statement. That's also a question to you, right? I feel that okay. as chiefs, we do not do a good job of sending that message to sailors. We uh, uh, pound the deck plates and beat our chest And, you know, the chest-wearing khakis, wrapped in khaki, right, that especially once you come in from the jump, from boot camp, right, that the chief is the most almighty thing in the Navy, that as an enlisted sailor, the pinnacle of your career could be donning the hat. And we don't spread a better message of there's different ways to measure this success. There's, There's different paths, right? I didn't really know about LDO and things like that until I felt it was too late and my mind was already made up. That I was going to be a chief, right, and that there's no other path for me because you know I didn't have chiefs, I didn't have sailors, I didn't have the officers really telling me all these things. I knew you know once I was in there's different paths, but I didn't know like exactly like, hey, you know you don't even have to be this, you know you don't have to have a degree for that there's this other program you know I didn't even know these things, and you know that's on us as a mess, even you as you know you' part of the mess right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that we don't send the right message all the time to sailors, right? And, and giving them – a, a big part of me in my priority prioritizing in leadership is making sure they know all the cards that are on the table, turned over, you know, face up, right? That way they know all the opportunities that I missed out on and that they know mm-hmm. that I really don't care if you achieve all the ranks in the world. I care that you achieve what you want to achieve, And and however you want to get there, then let me know what I need to do to help.
1: I think, so Chiefs, and I'll I'll caveat that because that was a very good question. Um, The first part of that is Chiefs have a lot on their plate. um, To include, and part of where Chiefs need to even have balance in that message is that everything can't just be mission and I'm pushing Navy, right? And there's a lot of Chiefs, and I don't want to say necessarily you're doing that wrong. It's just that, Hey, what's being pushed to them, what their what their boss is, is concerned about and what their boss's boss is concerned about is mission and mission readiness. So the chief at an individual level has to be the person concerned about uh, your personal goals. Right. Every chief should sit down with a sailor and say, what are your goals? Just like you said, right. What are your goals? And maybe that person's goals aren't. To, to stay in the Navy 20 years and also be a chief. Maybe their goals are to do four years and get some money for college, or maybe their goal is to help their mom back home. And when we understand everybody's personal goals a little bit more, their reason for joining, what they're trying to achieve, I think that, that helps helps us lead a little bit better. Um, and the other part we have to understand, and again, this is probably controversial, but this is just a fact. Every chief isn't a good chief. Um, and this isn't a knock because I I want to highlight the leaders that are doing, doing it great, but everybody doesn't care at that individual sailor level, right? A a lot of leadership. And I don't want to just put this on cheese because this goes leadership all around. Um, I've been at places where I've seen one great leader literally turn, turn around a whole commands culture and vice versa. Bad leaders turn around a commands culture. Um, so every chief isn't a great chief. So anybody anybody listening that wants to be a good chief, that should be a priority. Uh, figuring out, understanding your sailors' goals and pushing them towards their goals, right? You you made a good point. You talked about um, pushing things down to sailors on opportunities you missed, right? And to me, this goes just just like parent parenting and anything else. My job as a leader is to make you better than me. It is not in in whatever aspect it is you want to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to motivate and mentor you to be better than me. I'm not in competition with my sailors. I want you to have the world. I'm not in competition with my kids. I want them to have the world. So I want them to learn from every mistake I've made. I want to help guide them. Through every mistake. Hey, I don't want you to make that same mistake. I don't want you to not know about the LDO program, not know about the warrant officer program. I don't, you know, I, I, I came up in the Navy and I came up in a chief's mess that going Mustang, you know, going LDO CWO was, was that was, that was a bad omen. That was, that was not what we do. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was looked at poorly. Um, and listen, I was a chief chief and I still, Have all the utmost respect, and I will tell you the best times of my career were still when I was when I when I donned that anchor. Um, That was that was absolutely uh, the pinnacle of my career. That was the the goal that I achieved. Again, I didn't always want to be a warrant officer. Um, I actually I didn't apply for warrant until I was at sixteen. So again, and I could have applied at thirteen. So that wasn't my goal. I wanted to be a CMC. I wanted to be that recognized deck plate leader um but somebody a a warrant officer i had at, at a point in time kind of broke it down to me um and i i know you've been a chief for a little bit now um and and you've been through scene season seasons the thing was what he told me is what you leave the navy with is that paycheck so why would you ever work at a company where you have an opportunity for a promotion that you don't take that promotion. Yes, the Chiefs mess is a brotherhood, a family, and all that, right? But, and I bring this back to the season for this reason, how many events during the season or during the year do Chiefs go and actively seek retirees? I would say I ran three seasons when I was a Chief, not one time. Not one time did we actively seek retirees. So that that leads me to believe that, hey, the, the, the biggest thing I can do is continue to be myself, right? Because me putting on warrant didn't change who I was or what my mission was or how I interact with sailors. And then to the best of my ability, try to, you know, as they say, as, as as the young kids say, I'm an old dog now, but as the (laughs) young kids say, get to the bag, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Try to get to the bag as much as possible because when I retire, what I'm leaving with is the check. Yeah. You know, the experiences and everything else, but, Why would I not try to, well, you know, what job do you work where you say, I'm not, my job is not to make as much money as possible. I'm going to work at this company for 20 years, but I don't want to make as much money as possible. That, that it's, it's almost illogical to, to think that way.
0: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And you know, for myself in that planning for tomorrow, right? I, I didn't realize that enough. But also, my tomorrow, I did not feel, uh, you know, aligned. Because, like, it, for me, if there's a warrant program, I, I would have been more enticed to take it. But there's not, right, for supply. There's FSO, and that's going to be CSs, and that's about it, right? So, so, for me, like, I could not see myself planning for tomorrow by starting over as the disbo on board, you know, or, or you know, going to a flat top and being something else. But that aside... You're absolutely right, and I had the same conversation with our brother Gabe, right, when I asked him, when I, when he told me that he was getting commissioned, and I was like, 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 why, man? Like, you fucking awesome chief, man. Like, the chief mess needs you, right? <laughs> you know, like, Gotham City, like, we need you. And, you know, he broke it down very similar in, in, in the planning for tomorrow, right? Well, you know, over the next number of years, six, eight years, he's guaranteed a pay raise. He's guaranteed to pay raise when he switches ladders, and then the first three ranks are automatic. So every two years he's guaranteed the pay raise, right? Where I'm sitting here, you know, chief now four years. Hey, sorry, the damn dogs in here. Finally, almost knocked over my camera. <laughs> I had to mute that. I had to yell at him. Uh, plane. anyway. Sorry, fam. Um, so you know, I'm I'm sitting here like waiting on senior chief, and and by waiting I mean. Not really caring, right? Right. Like I'm just I'm, like my 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 measurement of success right now. Like most chiefs will say, but I don't believe most chiefs mean. Right is is the the tomorrow of my sailors. Right, what are right. they doing for to planning for their tomorrow and living for their today? Right, because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm a, I'm you know technically in my twilight years. I'm on my last, last contract. Right, mm-hmm. I'm contractually obligated to be there. That's the only reason I'm there. Right, right. so. I'm looking at them like, look, this is everything I've had for the last 17 years, right? I'm going to put you up on everything that I know, right? All of my mistakes, so you ain't got to make them. right? I'm going to let you know all my experiences so you could either live through them vicariously or you could go and try to, you know, hunt them down for yourself. But also let me tell you this, like I'm not ready for tomorrow yet. And right. and, and how am I going to get ready for tomorrow? And, you know, I got some first classes that are pretty good. And I'm like, hey, have you thought about going LDO? And they're young for like CS's that are like eight, nine years, right? I was like, well, you were CS one at eight, nine years looking at chief already. Right. Are you even thinking about like you got a long career? You are both career people. So it goes back to what you said. Are you planning for tomorrow by hanging around, not taking a paycheck, a a bigger paycheck, a a pay raise for the next 11, 12 years or something automatically? You know what I mean? And I tell them, have you thought about going to LDL? And both of them were like, no, not at all. Like, why? Like, I was like, I don't know, because you got 12 years left in this.
1: And that, that was part of my, so I had the good fortune, or I guess the unfortunate, of of, of picking up rank kind of quick. Um, And I know you talked about this. I know you were talking about this with the RS1 and the RS eight, mm-hmm. and I don't know uh, much about their numbers. But, you know, I kind of got into one of those. Um, I was a, a, a senior chief at 11, um, and I got kind of into one of those, hey, you're probably not going to make Master Chief for a while. Right, just based off of numbers and you know, hey, on my rate, um, and I'm an IT, or I was in IT. Um We do, we have uh, made Master Chiefs younger, but just at that point, I think the youngest Master Chief and the, the youngest ITCM in the Navy was uh, at 17. I would have been up for my first time at 14. Right, so it was just one of those things that you know, no matter how much good work I put on on paper, it, it would have been an uphill fight as a as a mm-hmm. 14 year. 14 year person, um, trying to put on nine. So it did become one of those, uh, one of those questions of, okay. And listen, I am a, a horrible sore loser. I know I talked about short touring twice. Um, twice I didn't make rank. I said, Hey, uh, what do I, I actually want to go back to this, but what do I need to do? Um, to, to, to make it. And I just assumed I must need to be at right? Hey, I'm i made, I'm on shore duty. I didn't make it. I must need to go back to see. Yeah. Um, and now I say, I want to go back to this because I I, I did, I listened to your podcast with the RS one and there is a tool out there that I did not utilize in the way I should, that I would implore the RS one to use. Now. Um, I know, I, I know he didn't make it this year. Um, that I did not utilize to his to maximum because the unfortunate part of the chief process, and I'm going a little bit off topic, but the unfortunate part of the chief process, uh, and that's chief scene, chief, master chief, because there's no feedback, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing, like when you're first class, I get a profile sheet, I can tell based off the average, man, I didn't do well enough on the test, or my evals are too low or whatever. I know basically what it was I was missing and why I didn't make it. And that doesn't happen for chiefs, right? You, you don't know, am I, am I miles off or am I right there and I just need to keep going? However, one of the tools that I did not utilize as I was kind of going through this process is Every year after a board, they, they send out the board list. Right, we're in the Navy. None of that's hard. You can get that list, figure out who was on the board. Right, I look, I see an RSCM, and cold email them and say, "Hey, Master Chief, Senior Chief, this is Senior Chief on the board. Hey, I didn't make it this year. Um, I can you? Do you mind looking over and send them your stuff? Do you mind looking over my stuff and tell me what I may be missing?" And this person, this person who literally just sat your board may have the answer. Maybe they graded your package and they can say, Hey, you're on the right path. Just man, one more year. Stay the course or no shit. You're missing this, right? You're like, I know we were talking about the RS one. And again, I'm I'm not, I'm just using him as an example because, but somebody may have very well said, Hey man, the way, the reason you didn't make it is because you were at a training command and you didn't have your NTS. So we kind of looked at that negative. Cool. Now I know. Right. I mean, the the, the worst. So I would implore anybody who, who didn't pick up whatever rank, whether, you know, a board, uh, a board required rank. Look at the people on the board. Even if you don't know anybody, they they put those names out for a reason. They, they those names are publicized for a reason. Find them in the gal and cold email them and say, hey, uh, do you mind looking at my, my package? Do you mind looking at what I have and maybe and telling me what it is I may be missing? Um, because that's really something, and I have seen this happen. I have ha- I had a sailor, um, and this, this actually had to do with an LDO package. I had a sailor who reached out to one of the board members and they said, listen, I'm going to give you some advice. They had a mask in their past that was on their LDO package, but they didn't address it. And the person they reached out to that happened to be on the board said, hey, listen, I'm going to give you some advice. I can't tell you where you broke out or whatever else. But what I would do next year is speak to your mass case, what happened, yada, 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 and how you've now overcome it. They did that the next year. And again, mind you, obviously we're all talking, um, this could be coincidental, but the next year they picked up.
0: I mean, coincidental or not, like if you take the advice and you do it, the, 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 the coincidence was supposed to happen In my eyes you know that luck plus or, or, or opportunity plus preparation Right That that's what equals luck
1: So absolutely so that's why I say Utilize that tool Because I, didn't. I, I did not utilize That tool and I did not Reach out and I was left Again as I said I'm a sore loser I was left trying to figure out my life and maybe In both of those instances now I also say in both instances where I short Went back to see um, I end up picking up the rank that next year, but who knows? Because now I, in both instances, I moved my family early. I took kids out of school. I, uh, you know, all the parts, all the things that come with PCS and with a family. Um, so I up, upheaved my family and maybe it wasn't necessary. Maybe it was a, Hey man, just keep on the track. You know, it, 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 it just wasn't your number this year, but keep pushing. You're good. You're on the track. Um, and that's the part, that's the part that, again, when we talk about priorities, I had a old pastor and I'll, I'll kind of tell the story. Um, I was, I was a scene chief. I didn't pick up nine. Um, and this was the second time I short toured. I was going to a great church, loved it. My family was settled. Um, and I was talking to my pastor who was a chap. He was a retired uh, 04 chap. And I'm explaining to him that I'm getting ready to short tour. I was at short duty. I didn't pick up nine. And I was going back to sea. Um And he asked me, he asked me point blank, um, why do you want to put on a Master Chief? Like most people, I say, oh, for my family, um, you know, I want to make sure I'm providing for my family. Again, point blank. Hey, is your pre- family not provided for now? I'm assuming all of their needs are met. I'm assuming many of their wants are met. Is your family not provided for now? I said, oh, yeah, I guess if you put it like that, but you know, I'd always like to do more. Um, at the time, I was at, at ATG, a really nice shore duty. I was getting off at a good time every day. Really wasn't, you know, maybe one one duty day a month. I was home every day, able to go to events uh, for my kids. Um, so, yes, point blank. If I asked you, uh, if I asked your wife, would she rather you be a senior chief and on shore duty or a master chief and on a ship and underway and deployed? What do you think she would choose? Say, yeah, she'd probably, she'd probably choose the senior chief. <laughs> said the same thing about uh, about my kids, right? Hey, what do you think they would choose? I said, they'd probably choose the same. Yeah, I guess they'd probably choose the, the senior chief. He said, well, then you can't say you're doing it for your kids. I mean, for your family. You can't say, and, and that put things in perspective because that's how I would have rationalized things. And so I had to deal with, no, I'm doing this for me. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because the Navy has put me in this rat race. And I'm a competitive person and maybe likes to feel those competitive juices. And I want to be a master chief. I wanted that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't for my family. So, and then I have to go back and look at my priorities. Well, is what I want aligning with my now at that point in time, it was already too late for that decision, but is this, but this made me look at this holistically as I looked at my career Am I truly making decisions based on again what I would have told you? You would anybody would have asked me, Kelvin, what's your priority number one? I would have said, you know, I'll, faith, family, right? Faith, family, right there, one and two. Um, I would have said my family is well above my career. However, the decisions I was making were based on my career and not my family.
0: That's that's beautifully said, and and, and the the C story with it is spot on right because much like the season right when when we're when we're told to give answers and make them real and be genuine we lie to ourselves yes. <laughs> we lie to our pastors we lie to the ones asking us the question right we 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 say things like that you know and and, and that's not to call you out but that's 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 us that's everyone that's all military. That's not just chiefs. That's that's wardroom. That's junior sailors. Right. That's that's first classes that are wanting to be chiefs or putting in packages to move up. Right. Like, just be real with yourself. Like, why are you really doing it?
1: And that gets that gets into that leadership point and understanding or knowing your sailors goals. Right. Because I used to have this one broad brush leadership approach to a sailor asking me what tour they should take next. Well, what is the most career enhancing? That's my hey, let's take the hard tour. Let's figure out the, the, the job, the billet that's going to be the most career enhancing. Um, and now I, I, I have to take that, that step back and say, hey, what is your goal? What do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to do 20? Do you want to, you know what I'm saying? What, what's your goal with your family? What's your goal financially? You know what I'm saying? Because, hey, there's there's tours that are more financially benefit, beneficial mm-hmm. as well. So what are your holistic goals? And then we can start looking at what what tour may be the best for you or whatever the case may be right
0: now yeah yeah i was just saying you know they're saying there's a oh i want to go to school all right well then go to go to some shore duty that is not going to be good for you professionally probably right but that's going right. to give you all the time in the day to sit at a computer in the office and let you out early and all the time at home and and no duty no underway go to that and you could just go to school all the time right i was at a command where you could literally go into work pull up your schoolwork and just do schoolwork all day there no. And nobody would say anything if work came across the desk. You know, minimize that tab, open up the work tab, do some work, and then go back to your schoolwork. And no one cared because the mission, the mission was getting done right. There's a is a lot of chiefs there. Everyone knew how to manage their time. It was all good, and and no one's like, all right, yeah, you're doing schoolwork. All right, cool. This is this is the command for that, right? Career enhancing. You know, very few senior chiefs coming out of there, very right. few master chiefs coming out of there. You know what I mean? So you know, and it is one of those. It, it's it was Nightwick. It was my last command, right? Everyone talks about. Oh, you going there? Are you, are you retiring? Nah. You know, I'm going there as a as a first year chief. Oh man, your career is done. Okay.
1: Well, and let me say this, and I'm not going to say there are obvious advantages. To and this goes back again, and I I know I keep going back to this RS one podcast uh, uh, you did, but I know you were talking to, to to him about the different carrier versus a small boy, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I I think the the natural uh, draw of a carrier is you're thinking more people. I'm thinking, oh, I, I as RS one, I can be an LPO of. And mind you, I don't know enough about the RS, but let's just say thirty people were yeah. on a we're on a DDG. I may only have five, right? But at the end of the day, no matter where you go, you can still now, and I again, I, I'm not in any way denying that advantages exist from one command to the next, but you can still make an impact because if I have 30 sailors that work under me and they don't do shit and, I, and, and, they, I'm, and I'm, I'm not going to say suck, but they're not accomplishing things, yeah. then me having 30 sailors doesn't mean anything if I have five sailors and I can show that the five sailors that I have are killing it are, you know, I have a sailor of the quarter, uh, they're going to college, they're getting qualified. They're, you know, you, you take the four, they're volunteering. You take the full gauntlet that's still at the end of the day, going to be more impactful than the, than the person on the carrier with the 30 sailors. So we look at numbers as an advantage, but it's still, if I get to a place and I have a positive attitude and I, and I, Make a decision to make an impact. Um, then I I'm, I can win no matter where I go. It may be a little harder. I may have yeah. to work a little bit harder. Right with the thirty, I could probably just put them in on 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 um, on auto cruise and just and, and they're gonna. Hey, I'm going to get ten winners. And maybe with, when I'm at five, I have to. I'm going to have to push and lead and prod mm-hmm. and, and mentor at a different level to make sure that I get that same number of winners. But hey, if I'm if I am showing, I have. A hundred percent winners. I don't care where you are. You're going to. You're probably going to do okay. You're probably going to break out.
0: Uh, no, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And, and again, it just goes. We could tie. Like I know people might be listening, but man, to get off track. But we're not right because yeah. it all ties back right about what do you want for today, right? And in, in, in the today's rat race, and then how is that impacting your planning for tomorrow, right? In in as a as career people, career sailors. Every command is is a three to five year chunk of your life. Yes, it it, it is. It is today, and it is definitely five years of tomorrow. And what are you planning? What is what is the experiences that you're planning to have for the next five years? What are the experiences that you're planning to to get out of it at the fifth year, moving on to something else? Right? I tell. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: And no, that goes into how does every tour help get you to your goal whatever that goal again if it's retirement then cool like i said this is something even the the question the question that i posted on my facebook was very real because again it's something i'm still struggling with right um and i i I think more people uh than would would actually choose to admit are actually struggling with that struggling with um, and like I said, they're different people in different parts of the spectrum, and I ebb and flow. Right there's times where I'm like, oh no, I really need to save money. I really need to start looking for the future. I've been in the Navy since I was 17. Listen, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real. probably, I probably would have gotten out years ago, but there, I'm not gonna lie. I, I have a degree. I've, you know, obviously I'm pretty good at my job. Um, but there is some fear there. There's some fear of, of. I've never done a, you know, the only job I had was was as a bagger at a grocery store, right? I've never felt that, filled out a resume. I've never done a actual, serious, legit interview. And I know this. I know getting up and go, putting on a uniform and going to work and, you know, I, I, and listen, I, and I, part of it is, I got a friend who, uh, who he got out at four after four years. Uh, my best friend, um, we came in together. He got out of the four and, so he knows how I am. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm not this professional person. Um, and he said, man, you're going to, you know, no matter where you go, you're going to have problems at, a- at HR because there's a lot of things we take for advantage. Listen, I
0: call, <laughs> you, know,
1: you know, Hey, we live a different culture in the Navy, right? I I'd probably say things that in the corporate world would not necessarily be, yeah. um, okay. I probably do things that in the corporate world would not necessarily be okay. Um, and so, yeah, that I am, I am absolutely sure there's going to be a major adjustment there. And, and listen, this is just me being real, me being 100% on this podcast and with everybody. Cause I think enough, a lot of people don't say this, but yeah, there's absolutely some fear. I think there are people in the Navy right now that, that want to get out, but will not because of that fear, um, because of that fear, because, Hey, I've been doing this and I know this, and this is comfortable. And, I, I have fear of what it's like on the other side. And there's some reason to. There's some reason to, right? This is secure. Um, the the, the mm-hmm. business of defending the country uh, is recession-proof, right? Our check is going to come. Um, we're going to be employed, by and large. Um, it's recession-proof. Uh, listen, I've had people who've gotten out, and I've told every sailor that I've had that's gotten out, hey, do you have a plan? I've had people who've, who've had what seemed like an ironclad perfect plan that things go awry. And that happens. That happens. Hey, maybe the company that they were going to work for during COVID got shut down. Hey, maybe, uh, uh, money wasn't what they thought, you know, 8,000 reasons that things are, but I also don't want to be a slave to that fear. I don't want to be a slave to, I'm just going to continue to stay in the Navy until I'm old and decrepit until they kick me out because I'm scared to get out because and somebody said this to me, right? So I'm at 23 right now. I mean, I've been in Navy 23 years. Um, when I got to 20, um, I already knew I had to do another three and that was just a a condition of my, uh, commissioning. And they said, you're working for half of your pay now. And I said, why do you, why do you say I'm working for that? They said you'd get half anyway. And if you think about it, man, if I had gotten out at 20, now, like I said, because of my commission and I couldn't, I would already have half of that, yep. and then, man, I could have dipped into another career, and you know what I'm saying, and be making whatever money from there. And that that was again, that was kind of eye opening. There's still absolutely 100 fear there, but it's also a fact of man. I, I I also have to, you know, I have to have to get off of this get off of this bucket at some point in time and start getting ready for life after the Navy, life in retirement, and whatever that means or whatever that looks like.
0: You're you absolutely right. And I haven't heard it put that way, but I've told people before, I've not met too many retirees that, that say, I wish I would have done 24. I wish I would have done 26. I've that's met retirees good. that say, I wish I would have fucking retired at 20 and not stayed a day over. And mm-hmm. the way you put it is like you're working for half your pay. You're absolutely, that's absolutely right. Listen, listeners, that is absolutely right. At 20 years, you're getting 50% retirement. Half your paycheck is guaranteed already. Yeah. And, and, you know, unfortunately, I'll say, like, I'm going over 20, and I did not want to. But, you know, the 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 way I have to provide and and secure San Diego and, you know, what was pre-com LCS and, you know, here you go, and then, you know, everyone knows that story already. I've said it plenty of times, and, and now I'm going to be going on hold, not as scheduled, you know, and, you know, uh, all this and that. But, you <laughs> Working for half your paycheck. When you put it like that, you're like, wait, what?
1: Yeah. If you think about it, because you're going to get half. If you got out today, you are guaranteed half of your paycheck. So now you're only working for that other half. And again, imagine you got out. And like I said, hey, it's the same for me. I just signed on for another tour. And again, part of that is I'm a Hold oh. on one second. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Uh I I am a uh I am a CWO three. And I'm still like, Oh, I at, at four, that's when the big bucks start coming. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, 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 I'm and like I said, my retirement right now would be a nice check, yeah. especially when I consider really kind of the money I'm losing by not going into the civilian industry mm-hmm. and let's say picking up another job and picking up that bag as well.
0: So, yeah, yeah, I I've I've got friends that have retired recently and they're doing very well for themselves, you know, and, th- and things have come up for them because they are retired and their the pension's set and that's, you know, that's the mortgage and, you know, the mortgage being the, usually the biggest thing we ever have to pay, but you know, shelter is provided now, so we're good there. And they they, you know, they're getting all these other jobs, especially in the IT field, the ones I know happen to be, right. you know, somewhat E T I T IT field. And, right. you know, it's popping for y'all you know so yeah, yeah w- for yourself getting a job w- would not be hard right no i agree uh, keeping so it I'll... maybe with hr that, that's my that might be where you run into yeah. some problems but <laughs> but Absolutely. yeah you're you know i had another friend he's an intel officer and mm-hmm. he was saying like him and his other oh four buddy like ran the numbers of, of rather to to stay in or get out you know retire at 20 ish or whatever or get out and like it run the math numbers All the math says Get the fuck out And people Absolutely. don't like to pe- People don't want to hear this Right You know uh, But like a big part of my podcast Is to just like To keep it real And, and just give the real truth of there That 20 is enough Yes If you want to do more you can But <laughs> the retirement is at 20 for a reason Because it's enough So don't be scared And go chase the bag Somewhere else And, and, and secure the bag People Secure the bag
1: Absolutely. and and this is the thing. For all that we sacrifice, all that we do, we should, right? Um, listen, I, I I just did at my twenty three and my twenty third year, I just did a I'm literally just coming off a deployment where we had no port visits. Um, pure only Liberty. And we work 250 days straight. Right. And, and the part that we have to understand, and there's a, there's a bunch of people walking around my ship. And I mean this from leadership and, and, and so forth. It's kind of like, eh, that's the Navy. Well, that shouldn't be life. It shouldn't be life to work 250 days straight um, with no days off and not be able to go outside. Yeah. Um, so I understand, appreciate the adventure. I, I, I've had a great time. And like I said, I, I mean, you know, I finished college. I've, I've seen, I've literally now been around the world. Um, I've been to most continents. I've been to a number of countries that I would have never gone to, but at some point in time, um, and what I mean by that is, see, I I also don't like when people say, well, That is the experience, right? That is the, yes, I've been, but I've been there with, I want to go and I want to travel with my wife, with my kids, you know what I'm saying? Free and not having to worry about, hey, I got to be back on the ship at 2200. Oh, I got a call in the morning to make sure I muster. Oh, I have duty on this day, so I can't go outside today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not knocking the experiences that I've had, but I don't think that's the same as saying, Hey, I'm, I want to go to this other place with my family, with my wife. Um, and I want to be at an age where I can enjoy Right. I don't want to, I don't want to, and, and like I said, this, that question on my Facebook really stemmed from, and I have a friend who who is frugal, who is frugal. And we were trying to, we were trying to, uh, uh, set up a, a guy's trip to Vegas and he was, oh, I'm trying to, and like, okay, and I don't knock it, right? I don't knock it. I, I, every I know, like I said, everybody has differing opinions on this. Um, but man, so you want to go? You have money, but you are not willing to experience life right now because you want to make sure in your sixties you're good. Again, I don't. I want to make sure I'm good in my sixties too. But I don't want to. I don't want that to be. Where I say, okay, now it's time to have fun. Right. Where I'm 60.
0: And, and, and like, you know, whatever the cost is, let's say five grand, right? Plane ticket, you're part of the hotel room, spending cash. I think five grand might be conservative. I don't, I don't know. It might be a lot, whatever, right? Let's say five grand for a weekend, probably, right? It ain't like you go to Vegas for a whole fucking week. Who survives that, right? This ain't the movies. Wait, nobody. <laughs> right? Three day weekend, four day weekend, five grand. Like, if he's that frugal and you know him, I don't, but like, is, is five grand going to take away? Is that, you know, is that taking a, a a year off your life expectancy? Yeah. Is
1: that the difference between you make it and then not, you know, and that's, where, yeah. that's like I said, I've tipped this balance on both sides. I've had periods where I said, Oh, I need, really need to save. And I've had periods where man, every penny that was coming in, I was spending, it. you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I, so yes. Uh, everybody and I, like I said, I know the easy answer to this question of what do you do, live for today, save for tomorrow, is you balance it, right? Um, But if you ask everybody individually, right? Because uh, we're all good at giving an answer. Mm-hmm. Are we good at, and sometimes we don't take our own advice. So are you actually doing that? Are you actually balancing your life? Are you actually living for today and saving for tomorrow? Because on both parts of the spectrum, um, You know, today is here and we're not promised tomorrow, but I feel pretty good that most of us are going to be here tomorrow. So, you know, Hey, we, we do need to at least have a little eye towards tomorrow. And again, I, I I know that, um, you know, the 53 comments and how many commenters there were, everybody had the perfect answer, but I would, I'd be very, uh, I'd be very surprised if all of them were living what it was they wrote, uh, as a reply to that post
0: you're absolutely right Kevin and I think we'll wrap it up right there with that beautiful uh soliloquy you put out there right um you really just got to reflect on yourself and uh see see how are you living it so with that any uh last parting words that you'd like to give out
1: no hey uh for everybody who, who who watches first of all Josh you're doing a wonderful job man it's good to see you again it's been years um for everybody who, who's listening, man, it's a great podcast. Keep listening. Keep doing your thing. Thank you for your service. Um, live your life. Enjoy life. Don't let the Navy be your life. Love you all.
0: I appreciate it. Just stand by it as I hit this outro cover art. You know what's All right. Yo, thanks everyone for listening. And don't forget, for more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Zulu podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of myself, Joshua Moore, and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.